Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me here at Patriots Perspective today. I wasn't really expecting to do a video at all here today, um, but I wanted to bring on Megan Walsh, um, who we did an interview yesterday with um, Nicholas Vinyamin on his YouTube channel and on other channels where we did an entire presentation of Megan's allegations and um, when we did that, Nicholas has lost his YouTube channel now for 30 days. Um, fortunately, he had the video backed up. It's on BitChute now. Um, it has over 5,000 views on BitChute. It had over, I want to say like 15,000 views already on YouTube. Um, it is absolutely going viral because it has all the allegations that CPS in Indian River County have against Megan. And Megan... I wanted to have you on today because I know you had a really tough day. Today is your birthday and happy birthday. But I know it was really bittersweet because when I text you to say happy birthday, the message that I got back was Esther Grace wasn't there today, which is absolutely heartbreaking. So you had a visit with I know this is really tough. So I'm going to try to give the audience a little background. So you had a visit scheduled with CPS in Indian River County and um your baby girl wasn't there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, and, and thank you, Christy, and, and everybody for hopping on and really keeping updated and, and with me on this. I couldn't do it without everybody, honestly. Um, you know, I've been really strong in this, and now, you know, never mind my other children, but now with the baby, it's just really over the threshold. Um, but we're still here, and we're still speaking out, and, and you know, trying to protect these, you know, my babies and get them home and, and show how the system, you know, really does this. But um, yeah, I, it's my birthday today. I'm 40. And um, I went to go have my visit. I was so looking forward to uh, today being just visits with my kids. I was supposed to have a two hour visit with Esther in the morning and uh, a two hour, hour to two hour visit with the kids in the afternoon with my other three beautiful children uh, in the afternoon. And, and that's how we usually do it. You know, as we can see, it really does consume your life. But today I was really excited. And every day I look forward to, you know, being able to do this and see them, you know, Esther already is not bonding with me except for two hours twice a week, which is that's for a newborn, if you actually know the psychology, you actually know about child development, you actually know about birth and, and all of this postpartum, then you would know how horrific this is, um, including brain damage that, you know, shows up on children that have been removed like this and, and my other three as well. So, yes, I did show up um, with bells on to see my baby this morning and uh, there was a mix-up, and uh, she wasn't picked up, and the the visit didn't didn't happen. So, um, yeah. And so, um, again, knowing that they haven't really checked on her and they haven't been communicating with the foster mom and things is just really disheartening, to say the very, very least. <laughs> So who is responsible in a typical CPS? Because, I mean, I think, you know, the majority of people fortunately may not have any clue what the responsibilities are and who's really in charge of CPS. Um, so it's my understanding from your case that you had requested that um, baby Esther um, go to her doctor um, 
for checkups? Have you gotten any wellness reports from CPS that they promised? Uh, well, my original three were taken. We had a wonderful doctor and they refused to take my children to their doctor um, because, uh, you know, it's my way and, and all of that. And the same uh, Esther, again, they removed the baby saying and claiming on a false report that I'd had the baby and she hadn't had medical care when just the day before at four days old, she had already been to her pediatrician where it was a night and day scene. You know, I was in my pediatrician and a wonderful women and just being praised and, and complimented and encouraged about what a beautiful baby and what a wonderful job I had done and how healthy she was. And, um, you know, everyone even at the office, you know, through CHS and all of this visits are saying how amazing she is and how beautiful and strong and healthy um, and so, yes, I had, uh, you know, I have a great relationship with my pediatrician, our primary care doctor, and uh, we had, you know, talked with the department and they agreed to weekly uh, weigh-ins and, and check-ins for my baby at the pediatrician so we could have eyes and ears and we could make sure since they're accusing me of neglect and abuse. I mean, this is what I would normally do with my child that's been born. I've, I've had two other beautiful home births and natural births. All four of my children have been born naturally with no pain medication, even um, wow. never mind anything else. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a wild it's alarming. It really is alarming um, that when I read that allegation, it literally was heartbreaking. And, you know, they're, they're really trying to make it out as though you have the baby at home to kind of hide the birth when the reality is that's not the truth at all. Um, so, you know, I think the public really, you know, really needs to understand that. And then that's also normal. Well, and to understand the fact that all of these allegations have proof behind them. Like we have to understand our system at this point. And like they have been able to just throw hearsay and allegations or take a truth and just demonize it and make it to a level that most of us couldn't even imagine making it into as a narrative. And when we have, people need to understand that we have all of the evidence and all proof that all of it could be dismissed, you know, dismissed and proven otherwise, except for the fact that in the system, many times, and most of the time you aren't given the chance to because of the way that it's set up, unfortunately. Yeah. And especially who my father is. Yeah, absolutely. So just in case you're just not joining us, you've never seen Megan before, because I've never had you on before, Megan. So we've just kind of jumped right into it because we've been on other shows. And with Nicholas's show yesterday, I don't want to go into this long, drawn out um, debacle or show on your birthday. But I did want to give you the opportunity to be able to tell and document what's really happened. And um, what would happen if I mean, because obviously CPS missed a visit. What would happen if you had missed a visit with your children? Well, I can't thank you enough again for having me on today. I don't care if it's my birthday, you know, or any day. This is about my children and getting them home and what our system is doing across this country and globe. Um, you know, if I had missed a visit at all, and many parents that have been put through this horror know this and will agree um, that if I had if I had missed a visit, then it, I would lose it, and it would be marked against me, and it would be used in court. But if they 
have to reschedule and it doesn't matter even if obviously you're at the office or you know what it is that you know they make it up to you or sometimes they don't even mine have been very good that they have i i always give credit where it's due but unfortunately that's that's one tiny bit that's not enough so megan did you get to see the older children today and if so where are the children how are they um, tell us a little bit about them if you got the opportunity to see them. Yeah, I, I did get to see it because it's usually our, our regularly visit, you know, our regularly scheduled visit day. Um, so I happened to get to see them, thank God. And um, it was only an hour. So I get, you know, only a short bit of time, about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes with each child, which is nothing nothing that if you add that math up figure out how many days even that is a year so um you know it was really sad it was amazing um given the circumstance i'm always grateful for that um but it was horrible it's like you know their mother's in prison or something you know we had to they had a cake and cards for me that they opened and you know ava's really trying to get the message out that you know my mom is an amazing mom which is heartbreaking my daughter should never be in this place she's nine you know and excuse me but you know it is truly disturbing especially when it's what you know a lot of similar to what i went through growing up and and what i was you know protecting my children from before any of this with a therapist and with help and support to get on our own and, and to have that support system. So we wouldn't have anything go wrong and we wouldn't be in any type, my children wouldn't experience anything like this. So a, a, yesterday, I don't think I made it really clear because I didn't really understand that um, Ava's father, he has kind of has the same name of yesterday's show host. So I was getting like a little <laughs> confused between the show host name and um, even like when I was reading through, it just kind of didn't register with me when I was reading through things. Um, but he has never seen um, your oldest child, right? He's he's never seen her, but yet somehow he has, like, he's filed for the parenting p petition. So that was yeah, he had never he had never met her, never anything in nine years. Again, um, I mentioned it on Nicholas's, but. You know, he could have called me at any time in nine years and, and done this very in a very healthy and positive way, especially with everything that was going on with my parents and my family. He had I, I didn't know him to begin with when it happened. He was a, a older brother of a family friend growing up that I had known the family since childhood. My my parents don't spend time with his family or his parents, um, but they have been in the same town and they have known that Ava was his daughter since conception. And, um, you know, now again, like we discussed, they've come forward saying that they had no idea that she was even his. My parents looked at a photograph and saw blue eyes and realized that he randomly in the town was her father. That is, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't know who the conspiracy theorists are here anymore. Sorry, I have to make a no, sarcastic I, joke, but it's, it's really bizarre. And he did, you know, instead of calling me, you know, I don't even know how he was able to file this to begin with and, and a lawyer actually, you know, file this on his behalf and 
and do this when he had never even spoken or had any knowledge of all of these allegations that that we directly addressed yesterday and, and I have for a year. So same with my family. How did John and Ravey Walsh get custody of my children and, and taken from me and put in the hands of, of these people? Sadly. Right. Yeah. And we, we definitely took a deep dive on that yesterday. And I think it's absolutely like unbelievable. And what was most alarming to me was that this father who's never seen his daughter in, you know, she's nine now, I've never seen his daughter. Number one has visitation rights to her. And, and uh, there was supposed to have been a plan to basically so that she could meet him so that she could get to know him. Mm -hmm. And have you ever seen evidence of that plan? Well, I mean, it's worked in CPS, does it? That's how they also make more money is if you get the fathers involved, especially if the parents don't get along, then that's more services, that's more court dates, that's more everything. So they go after the, you know, the abusers or the fathers or whatever the situation is. Everyone is different. Um, but in most of these situations these days, because of the way the system is, it is abusers or people doing this. And, you know, he's... I, I don't think that any person would agree with the fact that coming into your daughter's life in this manner is healthy whatsoever. That is very indicative of an abuser. Um, he's allowing my parents to adopt her, but then now they're having overnights at his home and, you know, his other two daughters are going off to college. I think his youngest has one more year of high school and all of a sudden out of the blue, you know, once my parents go to them behind my back because I was going no contact then he gets involved in this way. And it's really unfortunate. I mean, this is criminal and it's, you know, it's lies what he's done. He's not clearly not thinking about his daughter. And he has now put this in her story, in her life, in her future. And my parents have done that with my other children now, not to mention my daughter in foster care as a newborn. This is the rest of her life. I thought and we not, were And the just to be clear, parents. Megan, the, the daughter, the, the children, the baby is in foster care and the other three children are with your parents in New York right now and you're having to meet yeah. with them on Zoom, right? That's the reason you were saying that they were opening the presents, they were opening the cards and reading them. As, did I understand that correctly? Yeah, they're in New York in the Finger Lakes and they're have they have nannies raising my children and uh, and they have their newborn granddaughter in a random foster home where she's not even being checked on and taken from her mother, which someone for people that had their child, one child taken from them. I can't imagine uh, how this is being reconciled from the outside to make sense. No, I, I, I don't understand it at all because. You would think that, I mean, if any of us, and I've said this yesterday, but if any of us as norm, normies or normal people had gone through this, and if we had ever had a child kidnapped, especially a child murdered, um, we would not, we would never, I don't think we would ever get a second opportunity to foster a child, to take a child, you know, in any way, in custody in any way. Yeah. And how they haven't, you know, how these people who call themselves experts and are fine with collecting salaries and literally taking children, you know, how they aren't aware and actually even looking at the allegations versus my family's history, my parents' well-documented history and not see correlations, not recognize narcissistic abuse, not recognize projection, 
parental alienation. I mean, these are issues within their system that they need to be very aware of, if not experts in. And again, like I said, I even asked if there was any child psychologist or anything on staff. You have to have a bachelor's degree to do visits and, and you know, at one in social work to be a supervisor. Wow. Wow. This is all just, I mean, it's so alarming to me when I read those allegations and I went through them at first, it sounded like an absolute joke um, from things such as, you know, you had your deadbolts on and I'm not going to go through the whole debacle, but it's, it was quite a debacle. And I was really surprised that they use words like peppering, that you're peppering theories online and that you are spreading misinformation. Well, I would question whose misinformation um, especially now that Nicholas has had his channel removed for us simply reading court documents yep. that you have allowed with your attorney, Hollis um, Mandel, who we're very grateful is representing you. Um, and um, Megan, I, I really, you know, pray that this, you know, that there's no more mix ups because I'm sure that the workers, you know, at the CPS, I'm sure they realize what's going on because, yeah. Yeah. You know, sadly, and you know, I pray that they really come forward, you know, that they come forward and they tell the truth because, you know, I, I you know, I always say to people, you know, those are just workers. They're they're Yes, they're just trying to do a job. But at the same time, it is their duty to stand up and say, you know what, this is not right. And yeah, I'm going to also support mandated reporters, you know, but I do have to I didn't mean to cut you off. Excuse me, Christy, but. You know, I do have to say that, you know, we have to really articulate who is doing this. It's not everybody bad in the system who I'm about to mention, but this is judges, the guardian ad litems and the CPS system, not the, yes, it's then outsourced and contracted to independent organizations like Children's Home Society and things. And they have a part in that as well. But, um, you know, these, these are the women that are hands-on and they have no power. Everything is, oh, the judge ordered it. That's what I've, we've really seen within this um, this issue. And, and for that to be happening when those people, the judges, the GALs, barely, and the attorneys never have firsthand, even firsthand experience of these. So for me, you know, I've always promoted better ways. The fact that the community needs to be handling the situation. If we're going to have anything like this, you know, the executive power should be within those smaller departments that then have it. You know, CPS should, you know, can take in children. We have a criminal justice system for that as well, by the way. And, you know, then these people that are hands on, is my point, really need to be heard as well. They are put through hell. There are bad ones and, you know, they they have ulterior motives and we need to look at that, you know, at a different time, but there are good people within this, but it's the system. It is systemic. We need to realize that and people need to step forward that are not okay with that. This is your taxpayer dollars going, I mean, on top of everything, this is a bigger picture. And can you tell people um, how they can actually watch in their community? Because i never realized until I heard you say it even yesterday um, and, and a couple of other times you had mentioned how people can watch the family court system, like even from their laptop. They don't have to go. Right. They can actually just log on and listen and just listen in. And what what should they be looking out for with that? 
Well, anyone can go and find out their judge's local Zoom link for family court or dependency court specifically. Um, and, and you can sign on as a court watcher. Um, all, all hearings are public until a termination of parental rights hearing or an adoption hearing, which that's another, you know, thing we'll do. And, and I speak out on and educate on, but really, um, the people need to realize that this is around you. This is local to you. And that's how we come together to stop it is all the little bits come together when you do your work. So if you get on and find out that court, you know, the court watching link, the judges link, it would be for the dependency trial. Tell your friends, share it with like-minded people within your community. Um, start talking, start dialogue about that. And when you go on in court watch, what you're going to look for is the judge's demeanor. You're going to see how the person being put through this is being treated, um, how, you know, just observe really as citizens. You, we all have our intuition. We know good from, you know, bad and, and from evil. And we want people just to have eyes and ears on these judges and attorneys and this system in general. It's not personal. If you're not partaking, you're doing what's right, then why wouldn't you be for this, you know? Um, also, I encourage people to look into their local um, contracted out, like their foster homes, which we call foster prisons, um, as well as the local smaller agencies that take over the case management. Um, look at their contracts. Uh, the foster homes will have contracts with local pharmacies or even bigger pharmacies, and that's very concerning for other reasons. But I'm just trying to give examples mm -hmm. of where can simply even go online if you have a lunch break or a day off get on for an hour and court watch in your community and you can write affidavits for those people's cases if something does go awry if a judge gets out of line or raises his voice that's a you know that's that's mispropriety that's definitely a wrongful you know action on his behalf and 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 examples like that that we can really start being aware of as well as educating yourself and others around you and your community yeah thank you for that um one other question that i do have about the visitations that kind of just came to my mind so the children are on, on zoom where do they go to get on zoom when they're in New York? Just in, they go to our farm in the living room with the nanny. So they just go in the living room with the nanny. But are you allowed to get on Zoom at your home or do you have to go somewhere? No, I get on at my home. I'm not allowed to have anyone, you know, obviously around. That's not a big deal. Okay, um, okay. But, you know, they can have nannies in there and doing everything, so. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was wondering. I was wondering if, you know, if they're, and so it does, does the CPS worker just kind of sit back on zoom and just kind of listen in or. Yeah. Our, our visitation supervisors, again, that was John Walsh running the show again. I have to say uh, they, I gave them a whole list of supervisors, family, friends, they allow you to do and things like that. They approved a list for us. They even set up mother's day last year and everything where, when they informed my parents, John Walsh said, no, that's not happening. We want the department to supervise and all this. So he's been using mm -hmm. resources, requiring them to have to be there. And my two visitation supervisors and any others that have come in to help um, have, have really been amazing. Again, it's been really, they, they see the truth. They are very upset about what's going on and not okay with it. And they know that my children need to be returned home. They need it. They watch them beg mm -hmm. to come home. They watch them cry. We all have to sit here and go through this because of 
you know, John Walsh and the judge and right. You know, the now, everybody everybody yes. just needs to go online and listen and, and just look up Sheriff Flowers, John Walsh. Um, you'll see really what Megan's talking about. This is the same Indian River County that he campaigned for the sheriff for. Um, in my opinion, the campaign video kind of speaks for itself. So we won't go into that. We played it yesterday on Nicholas's channel. Um, so I do encourage everybody to go over and listen to all the allegations and, you know, make up your minds for yourself. I mean, because, you know, we really do, like as Megan says, we really do have to pay attention to what is going on around us because it is it is alarming and um, we we have to stop it. I mean, we just have to stop it, Megan. And and I really am grateful for you. I'm really glad that you're here speaking up, um, that you've, you know, done as many shows as I could, you know, ever imagine and and still more. Um, speaking of which, I do want to let everybody know that Stu Peters has a great documentary coming out on that Megan's going to be featured in. Um, so it looks very, very interesting. I'm not going to play it here because there can be some things that, could get us kicked off of our YouTube channel and Facebook. It, and that is if the name Megan Walsh doesn't get us kicked off, because I have noticed for those of you who know, you know, I do own a digital media marketing company. We're kind of monitoring me the name Megan Walsh and it's changing by the day as to what's included on YouTube. I just highly encourage everybody to even go to YouTube and search Megan's name exactly as it's spelled. And you will see videos of her father, under her name now um, from People Magazine on up because um, they are really trying to suppress your story. And if, listen, if it's, if it's my last dying breath, I'm not going to let them because you know what? John Walsh took away my ability to ride a bicycle freely around the corner. <laughs> Sorry. That's real. That's real. And this isn't rocket science. Sadly, it's a playbook. And, you know, I'm, I'm, we're just praying. And I know many of us are praying that the rest will, you know, be able to see this sadly. And it's, it's horrific. Again, I love my parents very much, but that's not, you know, their decisions are not my responsibility and whatever they've been involved in or not. And, and what they're doing here alone is, is not okay. And, and it's showing a lot of what, you know, many, I, I am one example and I'm very blessed actually in a very odd way that I do have the ability to, you know, speak out in this way and have people listen to me. And I am, that's something I'm thankful for every day, but you know, there, this is not just about John Walsh's daughter and a celebrity. This is happening all over our country. And as I said before, even, even worldwide, unfortunately. So, um, you know, we need to be talking about this and we need to take it seriously and stop, you know, using the excuses and the narratives that we've been given, like, oh, there must be a reason we don't know about best interests of the children. You know, these, these terms takes a village, all that. We really need to start looking at what the intention and the reality behind those phrases are and, and knowing that we can do better. It's, it's a great thing to do you better. Know, I, I really say this, Megan, it, it, you know, I really try to get people to think logically. So it's just say, think about how much your CPS, um, just the whole, the system as a whole in your county. So let's just take, you know, everybody, if they just take their own county and they think, okay, well, if we divided that money up against the moms that actually just need help, you know, maybe the widows, the divorcees that just need help. I can guarantee you we could feed your children, clothe your children and put housing over your children and school them for a lot less than 
what it's costing to go exactly. through. Because, yeah. Mm -hmm. There are many times I wonder, you know, like, you know, are they trying to also drain, you know, any amount of finances that you also have, you know, like, will you have to repay any of this yourself? Are they going to try to come after, you know, you as an individual to repay? I don't know. I mean, like, I've never been in that exact situation. I mean, I thank God I was in very unique situations with my um, one daughter. But, you know, I'm very thankful that we didn't run into bad policemen. Um, on one side, let's just say in Las Vegas, we ran into very good policemen. Um, whereas, you know, otherwise I'd kind of escaped the county that um, my in-laws were controlling, let's just say. And yeah, this isn't, again, this is not a unique situation, sadly. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, these people grow up in certain ways. Oh, they're so spoiled or, oh, they're this and that. And really people have, have no idea. It, the grass is always greener, unfortunately. And, and you know, this is a systemic issue. There's, there's no way to deny that anymore. If you're still trying to deny it, not researching or looking into it for your own self, then you're sadly part of the problem. Mm -hmm. And well, and, and you'll see all they have to do, honestly, uh, right now, if you just go onto YouTube, excuse me, and search John Walsh, you will see gun, you know, everything is a fear factor that's being promoted through your father's voice. And you know what? Truthfully, I pray for him. I really do. I do I pray too. every he day. Could, he could just, if he could just realize, like, I mean, honestly, I'd give the man a hug with open arms if mm -hmm. he would just... It, it's it's heartbreaking. You know what All I ever asked you know what was for yeah, yeah, to get help and to you know take responsibility. I had only ever asked questions. I've never accused him of anything. I've never. I don't know. This was my father. This is my father and my mother. Um, and this is a horrific position to be in. I thought that they'd be proud, like I've said many times, of you know me getting involved in things, and especially you know a system that they themselves quote. Uh, you know, that the majority of child, you know, trafficking comes from uh, the, the CPS system itself. So, you know, that's a very hard thing. And, you know, we just need to realize that there's a narrative versus truth. And we really need to look at perhaps a different perspective on what this system is, especially when it's profit profiting, you know, from our children and from us. And like you said, yes, when families are arguing or more services are needed or issues are found, they profit more and they keep it going. And, and you know, I everyone that's speaking out about this hates to have to be the bad guy to speak about it. This should be very clear at this point. And we all need to be, you know, taking action and, and asking questions and getting answers actually. And Megan, you were telling me um, one day that um, you, you started getting a lot of backlash from them when you started asking first about your brother's death and passing, just started to look into that. And then you had also told your parents that after you had studied religious scholar for what, 20 years or so, that you were choosing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the things that have been used against me are, are, you know, things regarding medical freedom, religious choices, um, you know, lifestyle choices, things like that, that really, again, um, even, 
people that would know and look at the case would see that none of them justify uh, the department's removal of children. These are all very subjective things. And that's also what the American public needs to be concerned about, unfortunately. You know, these are the things that they are using. Um, and it's getting very dangerous. We we do need to be very aware of that. I was homeschooling. I used, uh, you know, I was in school for functional nutrition. Um, I follow integrative health and, and, and have extensive knowledge in integrative health as well as trauma and healing from my own experiences and my own trainings and, and what I decided to do with that. Um, you know, to help others and stuff. So the things that I've actually, you know, prided myself on and been very proud of are known for in the community and across the country is, you know, especially with supporting families and parents. Um, it's, it's very, it's a very ironic situation and, and very bizarre to say the least. Well, honestly, I can't wait to have you back on when you have more time and you're not fighting CPS about how what a, an amazing artist you are and fashion designer. Because when I started looking things up, I'm like, holy smoke, she is so unbelievably talented and singing at the opening of your fashion show. Is that right? Like, is that is that real? Like, that's how talented yeah, you are. So that, that's what I'm doing. I can't wait for, you know, to even like find, but, you know, I, I really want to, whatever I speak with you, I really want to talk more about that than. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, better Christy. There are better <laughs> things ahead. And I can't thank you enough for bringing that up because that does put a little flutter in my heart. And, you know, I, many that know me know that I did leave the industry in Hollywood and, and media and everything to, to be a mother. And I always knew that that would come back in the right way, you know, aligned to, you know, good and, and how I can help others and things. And, and I do see that coming back. So I really do. And all the craziness, I, I really do appreciate that so much because no, there's gorgeous. better Your designs are spectacular. Your designs are absolutely spectacular. So just search, um, for for those of you, because I have a lot of followers that are interior designers, fashion designers. So at least, you know, they can leave something at the end of the day and say, you know, hey, this girl's really yeah. talented. I had, aside from fighting CPS and I've been out trying to fight for my children back and John Walsh, I did have a whole life before and, you know, a lot of things that I did that, you know, a lot of people really, you know, also love to do and, and I can't wait to get back to that and, and I appreciate that, Christy. Very no, you're welcome. And, and listen, our Indian friends, listen, I think we both yeah. have Indian friends, so I want to say hey to our Indian friends because we're going to see them all like popping up here and yeah. all over yeah. India. Pakistan, the Philippines. Listen, oh, I've, I've got I've got a slew of godchildren everywhere, and I say the world. They're not no, nobody's stopping us. Like not even China. So they're like keep yeah, this, on, keep on. This has been amazing how I have seen it go global. And I've had so much support from the, the UK, from India, even people in Australia, because CPS is an issue, a big issue there. And, yeah. and also in the other countries I just mentioned. Um, and people are crying out, you know, if you really, if your first reaction to hearing these things is, oh, there must be something or more to the story. 
Well, you're absolutely right, but not in the way that you think. There is a lot more to the story. And I hope that maybe if you even get worked up like that, that that it makes you then go look into it. Because even Facebook, for example, if you put in family court corruption or CPS corruption or, you know, things like that, you will see tens of thousands and more. I mean, that's just America. Never mind the globe of testimonies of loving, heartbroken families that are being forced to live with their their child without their child who is still living. You know, this is not okay for our country, for our humanity, um, and and this is just a fundamental issue. This is not a fight. Anyone that is retaliating or going against this or having an issue, then they really need to be looked at at this point or just further educated maybe, but it's time. Yeah, that's right. You know what, Megan, I mean, I I didn't even know you very long ago. I didn't even know Penny L.A. Shepard very long ago. And now she's like family. Uh, For those of you who haven't heard my interviews with her, they're on right on radio um, with Jeff. Um, You can go to Podbean or any anywhere else and just search, you know, Christy. Penny and they should pop up um, because she's amazing. She's done an amazing job researching your father just to kind of help you get a background because it, the story is so deep that mm-hmm. beyond that. And, and even since I just interviewed you yesterday, I've had um, many of Adam's researchers had come forward. Um, so there's going to be those that I really want to research because, I mean, I do believe that, you know, a lot of this, I mean, number one, he deserves, you know, whatever, you know, whether whatever is going on there, you know, the public deserves to know the truth regarding him. And um, he deserves a proper memory, you know, because our what yes. we think of him may not be true. We don't know. I mean, like they're, you know, they all have their theories. I'm, I'm willing to hear them all out, to be honest with you. Christy, I, you know, I, it's amazing to have seen through COVID and people, how people have evolved and, and really, you know, start living this way and looking into things. I had started, uh, you know, several years back, like I've said, to look into the case, to look into the connections, doing the research, um, and had definitely hit walls at a certain point, um, which Penny was very great at being able, you know, it was a very complimentary team working Mm -hmm. together amazing. Um, and because I've been more in, in the system and different things where she's more in the background of the deeper connections and stuff like that, which is what I had directed her towards and, and been looking at. So she has done an amazing job. She has slideshows. We have them available for anyone who's interested and, you know, wants to take the time to reset, reach out and get that from, from her, from us. But, you know, she's been amazing and we've really all come together. I mean, for you to get on on board for Hollis. I mean, this and the supporters. I could not do this and fight for my children every day and for others, all other children as well, after having lost everything, you know, for speaking out about it. And, you know, we we are seeing many other people come forward that have been retaliated against. And again, this is it's this is yeah, not I encourage everybody to come forward. If, if you have a if you have a story that's you know it may you, you may not be Megan Walsh. Thank God, Megan would probably say. But the reality is, you know, we want to get. I want to give a voice to anyone who may have a story like yours because I mean it's it's very difficult to get the word out there. And I know a lot of times people don't want to hear it. I mean, I have journalists, friends, they really want to cover it. They're in mainstream media. They really want to cover things, but they tell me their producers, their executive producers strike them down. And, you know, they, 
there are many of them who want to quit. And I actually encourage them to stay there. So at least we know what they're tracking down and what they're not. Because if well, I mean, not- I grew up in media and that's what a lot of people also don't realize. Like I grew up on the inside of media and at the stations and doing everything. And, you know, that was a big moment of contention with my dad when I would watch them make up narratives for ratings or for, you know, emotional manipulation or, you know, whatever that was. And I really had an issue with that. And I don't think that people really realize how much and how often that happens and what it's really about just fundamentally. It's not all these big, crazy, you know, out there things. It's it's very real. It's very easy. They've got it down pat. So, you know, for us to be able to get out and, and you know, again, that's another thing. Many mainstream media uh, outlets have known about this. And, you know, that says a lot to them and you know whether they air it or whether they keep it quiet and like i've said before where is the headline that you know john walsh has to save his grandchildren from his crazy daughter yeah it's not there it's being completely covered up they you know when i was actually looking when you first said that and you've been saying that for a while um, I had you know, thought they'll try to do a spin, right? Like they'll try to do the spin because, you know, if it weren't true, that's what they would actually say. And then the other thing I want everybody to think about is if you're in CPS, I've never heard of people being able to, t- you know, like the, the foster parents being able to take them out of state. I was a little surprised on that. Maybe that's, you know, we'll have to ask Collis. I'm not really sure if that's normal or not. It's not normal. It's, it's not, not normal. usual. Okay. Like foster parents. I mean, I guess you, one could argue because she's in, kin, they're in kinship placement, mean with my parents, but fostering and everything that's null and void because foster parents cannot take children out of the state during for a vacation, things like that, because the parent has the priority. That's something that you agree to and you know going on. But again, John Reve Walsh have been allowed to run this entire show. I that would be a whole show in itself to to really show, which we have every way that you know they have been able to call the shots, run the show, and continue their abuse through now the government. Well, I'll say this: the the most telling sign of that. Um, was actually in the parenting petition that we went over on Nick's show yesterday because um, it clearly stated obvious things in your home, such as, you know, the garage smells like cat pee. Okay, so is that a real reason? You know, how many of our garages smell good in the state of Florida? (laughs) I would like to know. Well, and also, Christy, I mean, you call animal control and have them come investigate, which actually is something that we didn't, I actually forgot because there's been so much on Nicholas's show yesterday that not only did they, you know, file the family case, then file to take the home like a week or so later, then two weeks later, ambush and take my children with my father, John Walsh, getting on the Zoom hearing saying, your honor, she's holding those children hostage in that house. We have to get them out. So he says, okay, the next day we get banging on the door with, you know, guns on the side and everything. We don't answer the door and we call and it's animal. They leave a card like normal, like they are supposed to do. We call them and uh, we are told that there was an anonymous call uh, reporting that there were three cats and two dogs being held hostage in the garage. Wow. We at least come up with like a new 
America's most wanted scenario for this. Like, <laughs> I, 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 people listen, are really drinking the Kool Aid, and it's scary. It's yeah, scary. it is. It is. You know, I think we have a mass psychosis going on that I'm hoping. You know, little by little, one video at a time. Hopefully, it's going to wake them up because it, it is. It is, it is. difficult and to realize. It's a wild thing to see that you know how many people. I've just observed. You know, I used to be a meditation teacher. I used to be, you know, all these different things, and to really observe how people will go to bat for somebody or shame a victim because they've watched someone on television or they shook their hand once or something like that. Like, this is really serious. Like there's something about a public persona versus a private life. And you all really need to understand that, especially if you're going to be so aggressive about claiming that, you know, you know, like yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to point people to the episode that Jeff and I did um, on the Johnny Depp episode, like when people were so, you know, we have to think this was actually shown in court where typically it's not shown at all. Well, listen, I don't want to keep you any longer. I know that you have a dinner, a, a dinner planned and um, you have a birthday to celebrate that you have, you do have to. So I, I do want to um, give everybody an opportunity to help with your defense um, because you're, dad sold your house, by the way, $350,000 they get for the house. Hold on. Wait, wait. When I looked up, I don't even know if this is correct. Okay. So I don't know if you've looked up who bought the house. Mm -hmm. You looked it up? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was shocked. Is this really like, is this person like they got arrested? It's my understanding. Yes. The person it's, who a bought the home, it's a criminal. What? Okay. Wait, wait. Can you? Okay, the person who bought your $350,000 home in Vero Beach um, that was 1,997 square feet. That's that is that the house? Okay. Yeah. Because everybody, I, I, everybody had me under the impression that Megan had this massive estate somewhere. And I'm <laughs> sorry, but I was like looking for your massive estate and um, didn't really I find chose it. I was a small split yeah, yeah. So I, looked, I, I took the parenting peti petition and I would have shown it in the video yesterday if I had like really thought like, but, you know, I was like, OK, you know, this is some multi mansion. And then I look up, I look up the address and I see that the house is sold for three hundred fifty thousand um, dollars way under square footage, by the way. They sell the house, especially mm -hmm. right now in the state of Florida. It was a cute house. Um, but but then I look and I'm like, oh, my gosh did this house really sell to a criminal? At first I thought another researcher had found that the house sold to a criminal. Do you know? Like, Cause I haven't had a chance to really, I don't even have the information up otherwise, but I just thought we, that was we looked it up. I don't remember his name, but we looked it up and he's also connected to people in government in Florida um, as well. And my neighbor that uh, he bought the home next to my neighbor was an ex cop uh, in back in the day when we were about 15, 16 years old. And I've even had my friends come forward and say, and he's no longer a cop. Uh, and he showed up and testified against me and slandered me, lied under oath uh, to have my children taken. Um, and he actually didn't work. He's not even a police officer anymore because my friends had come forward um, and 
you know, with allegations of him pulling them over when they were 16 years old and saying, oh, I won't give you a ticket if you give me your phone number. And I mean, it's, it's, you guys, it's, it's a lot and it's bizarre and it's creepy. And my children are being put through all of this and exploited by the National Center for Missing Exploited Children, Children's Founder. I'm, you know, you guys, I'm, I'm in this with everybody else, too, trying to reconcile it. Yeah. And, and sure that my children are safe and home. They're trying to adopt them in two weeks. So, yeah, but we're, we're not going to let that happen. Everybody, we they they if they really are trying to adopt Megan's children out. Hollis is doing a great job trying to get everything ready. Um, to file, to go to court, because it is very bogus charges, um, or not charges, but allegations. And um, I would ask you, I would ask everyone just to think logically, okay? The parenting petition um, that was first, that Megan first received was from a the father of her oldest child that never seen the child. And it was claiming, making allegations of things that are inside the house. Well, how would he know unless he'd been inside the house. And then I look a little deeper. And the reason I was bringing up the house is because the father used the same exact attorney as your dad did to sell the house. He basically said, oh, he needed to sell the house because the allegation was like something like, basically you weren't doing what he wanted you to do. So the house needed to be divided and it couldn't be properly divided. So it needs to go um, to private or public sale. Either way, he wants his half of the money. Plus, he wants um, all of the in the insurance and the taxes that he's paid for. Um, and if what I was looking for, Megan, is if the house actually sold, why is your money being held in escrow? And they requested for it to be held in quote until after this DCF case, so that that would keep me homeless and indigent. When if I had my half, I would have been able to get a home. I was already doing everything on the case plan, even with the, it being false and fraud. And uh, so that's what they needed to do. And they have it in quotes on the court documents asking for it to be held in escrow, whatever little bit is left uh, until after this case is over and after they've accomplished you know, adopting my children and, and guardians. Well, that's our goal. We're not yeah. going to let that happen. So I'm going to ask everybody, um, Hollis, we, we were getting really excited um, earlier today because I agreed to step in to help Hollis with your PR. In other words, just booking people for you and things like that, because Megan has a very busy schedule with this CPS and the things that she's they're forcing her to do. And, you know, many people may ask, well, why can't she just get a job? You know, and even I kind of asked the same thing, Megan, in the very beginning, I said, you know, to Hollis, well, can she just get a job? And Hollis is like, um, have you seen the schedule? She's coming to have her send you the schedule because it's that crazy. And I did. I even waited. I even hosted, you know, at a restaurant up until like a week or two before I had my baby even. And, you know, I just don't, have to lay everything out there, but I would hope that people would start giving, you know, victims and, and people speaking out. I don't look at myself as a victim. We're being victimized right now and we're surviving through it. Um, but I just hope that, 
you know, we can all come to our heart space and really start trying to see issues. We do have an issue with domestic violence as well, where approximately 6% of women and children only are believed. And, uh, and that's very dangerous, especially with our system and, and certain um, movements and different issues that are coming up in our society today. Well, I hope that everybody will at least, you know, go on your gifts and go, if nothing else, um, you know, agree to say a prayer for you and pray because, I mean, obviously that's a big thing. We need to make sure that we're praying for Megan, uh, pray for Esther Grace, pay, pray for the other three children um, and that Megan actually gets to see them, touch them, love on them because, you know, Zooms are not the same and they're psychologically impairing um, the children. We all know that. We all know that from, you know, the Zooms um, in school last year, you know, that children did not learn the way that they should have. Teachers are frustrated and everything. So well, the department doesn't acknowledge that. They thoroughly believe that there is no difference uh, with Zoom versus in person. So that's your part of your system that are claiming to be experts in protecting your children. Unbelievable. I mean, some of these things like the more, you know, the more I even ask and the more we talk, the more I read through some of these documents, it's like the crazier it seems to get. You know, I mean, it really, really does. You can um, see allegations across the country of babies and murders and mothers that are charged with murders when the child is sitting right there, you know, but we've been seeing that. So that's for people to look into and see for themselves. We're not here to convince anyone. This is factual, whether you're going to realize it or jump on board or not. That's, that's well, what it's people often don't realize things, Megan, until it's them, you know, yeah. I have figured out, you know, I mean, you know, I use the example all the time because I live in a HOA, I live in a building and, you know, I kept trying to say, Oh, you're going to be missing parking spaces. You're going to be missing parking spaces. And guess what? No one listened you know, yeah. for a year, I basically said it and no one listened until their parking space was gone and they came home yeah. and there no parking signs. And I'm like, okay, wish I could well, feel the but I kind of know. Yeah, yeah, right. And we wait till the Gustavo starts going through your yeah. neighborhood knocking on doors for kids like they already did. And we have videotaped yeah. and sent to Governor DeSantis about them hunting me down on a false report about a pregnancy and having a baby. So... You know, I mean, people need to realize that if it hasn't happened to you to speak to that, Christy, if it hasn't happened to you, it has happened to one of your friends or a relative or something. And it will if that hasn't happened. And it's only getting more prevalent because they are becoming future predictors and they're using very vague, vague excuses like mental illness and um, at, uh, avoiding and preventing potential adverse events in the future. So what is everyone just going to live in a hospital when they're born because we might have an illness in the future? I mean, this is very irrational, um, you know, ways to, to justify this. And that is also something that my dad is, has a very big theme of within his work, um, this preventative and this future, you know, predicting and all of these things that are very, uh, dangerous to the American people and especially our, our constitution, to be honest. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, I want everybody to at least go onto your gifts and go give something. If you have a sizable gift, please zell um, Megan's attorneys directly so that she because she has to pay roughly like 5% off of gifts and go. So it's great if you're giving, you know, like little small amounts, but it, let's just say if you're giving over a hundred bucks, 
you know, do us a favor and call Hollis directly. Megan doesn't really care. Say that you're on there praying with her or give the five, give a $5 gift on Give Singo and give the rest on Zelle just to show your support. Because Megan, I know it makes you super happy every time you go on to Give Singo and there's at least messages or something. Um, prayers have been invaluable. I truly could not be doing this without the support and prayers. My children, I pray every single time my children were in church, all of this. So those comments really do keep me going. And I do engage with people on Twitter and different things um, through through my team and stuff. So please, and, and we just want to pay for the, the lawyers and we want Hollis to be you know, compensate for all of her hard work. Um, unfortunately, and disgustingly in the system, it's coming down to money over, you know, yeah. obtaining your children, correcting what's right and, and getting them back. So, you know, that will go directly to her if you have, like Christy said, a substantial um, uh, donation, which our church has been amazing and other churches have come forward. Um, I know people have gone to their own churches and, and let and shared our story and our effort um and they got involved as well so we can't thank everyone enough this is truly about the people coming together and us supporting each other using our voices and and protecting our children truly absolutely and megan i i know you've already promised that you know uh, you you had already been advocating for cps children which i really appreciate that's one of the things i admired about you and then of course they took your children so Ironic, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. This is what no happened. reason that this would be happening, you know. Must right. be me. <laughs> okay. yeah. and, but, and, and no reason, no reason the video for Nicholas Vinyamin was too long, even though it was up and it was live and it had received more than 15,000 views and 200 comments. Um, he said, See, I watched like eight hour wave live wave videos for sleep or something. I don't know what too long. I was wondering. Yeah, about. But that's what he I said. Guess. That's what they told him. It was too long. And then they banned him for 30 days and took down six other videos, which we're waiting to see right now, um, which of those six videos are. So that should so tell you your time is censored too. your, your amount of time is now censored. Well, maybe that's the, that maybe that's what they're trying to tell us now, you know, so, mm -hmm. you know, maybe, our time is coming near so maybe you know everybody needs to share this you know, we don't know you know what we're going to be censored from next and I, you know that yeah. that may sound like a theory and it's not a fear factor that is the truth because i mean we're shadow banned um, on many channels so if nobody shares nobody comments nobody shares into groups that actually helps believe it or not or just share privately feel free to uh, mirror this video you don't have to even ask me you know, if you'll tell me that you're mirroring, I'll actually come on and comment, you know, let people know where we are. And sure. then, yeah. And I'm going to ask if you do mirror it, please make sure that you copy and paste um, the give, send, go. I'm going to put that in the comments um, too, uh, or in the description box. Um, so please make sure that you include that information because we have a lot of people that it looks like are trying to collect on Megan's behalf, there is only one Gibson Go and there is only one Zell directly to her attorney. Um, and she does need to be able to raise quite a bit of money in the next couple of weeks um, in order to pay for things that are due, you know, and um, Megan, you know, I'm really sorry for everything that's like hit you like a ton of bricks, especially considering, girl, you just had a baby. I did. And they had me in court twice in the same week physically after I have a baby, which is, again, I, I can't make sense of people who say they know what they're doing and 
neglect taking oaths and children and salaries. So, but I can't thank you enough. And yeah, I mean, we can do this. We really yeah, can. And, and the people have really supported. And, you know, this is a very heavy hearted topic and situation. But, you know, I do want to say, like I've always said, there are better ways. There is a really bright side to this on the other side. Once people can truly change and, and realize the perspective of, of how this is happening and what it really is, sadly. But, you know, we're, we can do this and we're coming together and people are realizing and children are coming home and people are being held accountable. So, you know, your support is invaluable. Prayers, of course. And, and I just say God bless to everyone that's getting involved in this because this is a purpose here, you know, and, and we really can do great things. We have a lot of children and, and you know, to bring home and, and hearts to men. So thank you again, Christy. Always thank well, you. You've definitely, got, you've definitely got the dream lawyer. That's all I can say. Hollis is, is when I go to her and say, somebody's commented this, this, she's like, Hey, can you talk to them? Can you find out? Like nothing is beyond, you know, she's yeah. not beyond hearing anything. She knows what, she knows what we're dealing with. She understands and she has not been afraid. We have, I can't tell you yeah. the amount of lawyers. Many people are saying you need to get a new lawyer. And I'm like, well, she has. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah. And finally, I mean, that's again, what it is. And that's another thing when we start educating people about the system. And if you want to educate yourself, you will see that that is a very common issue with the court appointed attorneys or even having representation, sadly. So I did have attorneys. I did get new ones. Ones were assigned and immediately begged to be accused because they don't want any part of this, uh, you know, injury to these children and this exposure of the system. So there's you know, there's always light at the end of the tunnel and, and we know the bigger picture and we just need to really get my children home and protected so that we can start moving forward towards the right change and positive changes within yes. the system. Amen. We're going to make it happen. Well, everybody, um, yeah. please make sure that you hit the description below. If you have any questions or if you have ideas, we are reading the comments. I'm taking them back to Hollis. And um, I really thank you um, for, you know, just being here and listening. Um, please do make sure that you share this video. And um, you may also want to share the Nicholas Benyamin video as well, because that actually has the allegations in there. And we actually talk about different things that every mom should know um, in that video. So do make sure that you watch it, listen, share, like, subscribe, all those things, because... Um, we never know when we're going to be censored. Um, and go to PatriotsPerspective.com, sign up for the email, and please tell Megan happy birthday on her gifts and go. Thank you, everybody. And um, if you, like I said, if you have any ideas, let us know. Ciao. And remember, do unto others as you would have others do unto you.